This is episode 86, Why You Neglect Your Own Self-Care with Joanne. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I am so happy to be here with all of you and so grateful for all of you who write ratings and reviews and share about the show and the show is continuing to grow, which is so exciting. And I just look forward to hearing your reactions to the show every week. And if you're not following me on Instagram, be sure to follow me there because I always do a little video clip previewing what the episode is going to be about. And there's always a direct link to the show episode in my bio. Before I dive into the topic for today, I want to inform you or remind you, if you've heard me talk about it before, that Memorial Day weekend, I am doing something that I have been asked to do for years and years and years and years, which is facilitate a retreat for women and men. Women have been asking me at all my retreats for years, when are you going to facilitate a retreat where men can come? And men have been asking me, even my male clients have always asked me, when are you going to do a retreat where we can come? And I've always wanted to, but I wanted to do it with a male partner. I wanted a strong male co-facilitator. And I couldn't imagine anyone better than my friend, Aubrey Marcus. He is, he just walks the talk. He's amazing on so many levels. And we're a great team and a great balance. And we're going to bring a lot of masculine and feminine energy to a retreat on love. It's called Love Practice Makes the Master, and it's taking place in Austin, Memorial Day weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The first day, we're going to focus on self-love, our relationship with self. The second day, we're going to move on to romantic relationships, whether you're in one and want to improve it or you're looking for one, or you want to resolve kind of old patterns and triggers from past relationships. And the third day, we're going to focus on love of purpose and mission and service. There's going to be yoga. There's going to be breath work. There's going to be ecstatic dance. Anyone and everyone is welcome. However, we want to keep it very small because Aubrey and I want the opportunity to really dive in with people and work one-on-one and have a, a deep tribe come out of the experience. So it's selling out. The link is in the show notes, so go and grab it, or you can go to christinehauser.com, click on work with me, go down to the events and retreats tab, and you'll find the information there. If you can't find it anywhere, email jill at christinehauser.com, and she can hook you up with all the details. I'd really love to meet so many of you. This would be a great opportunity for us to be able to connect, and I can't wait to see so many of you that I already know are coming there. Alrighty, so shifting into our topic for this week. We've talked a lot on the show about how one of our main growth opportunities is to become a loving parent to ourselves. It's easy and kind of accepted to blame our parents for our issues or blocks, but seriously, this is totally a victim approach to life. And as children, we did not have a choice over who our parents were or how they acted. But as adults, we have a responsibility to choose how we allow what our parents did or did not do impact our life. And remember, our parents did the best they could. Even if you think they could do better, 
They did the best they could with what they had. My coaching session with Joanne is a beautiful example of how incredibly important it is to give ourselves love or attention we did not receive from our parents. A lot of people believe that they can heal the wounds from their own childhood by being a different kind of parent than they had. And that is indeed part of it. Breaking generational patterns is incredibly valuable, but that's only 50% of how we heal. We must mother or father ourselves with the same unconditional love and attention that we give our children. I also want to say this applies even if you had super loving and attentive parents. Give yourself the same kind of love that you were loved with. As you're listening to this call, consider what kind of parent are you to yourself? Would you ever talk to or treat your child or any child the way you often talk to or treat yourself? How did you really feel loved and nurtured by your parents? And are you giving that kind of love and nurture to yourself? How did you not feel loved and nurtured? And how can you start giving that to yourself? And when it comes to self-care and really making time for yourself, do you find a lot of other to-dos seem to take priority? And one more thing before we dive into this call. Last night we had our monthly Inner Circle coaching call. Inner Circle is my membership community. And it was such a beautiful call. I mean, the vulnerability and the transformation that comes through in the Inner Circle coaching calls is, is just extraordinary. And the bonds that are created in the community. I mean, think of how many of you listen to this episode and feel really connected to the caller. I've gotten lots of emails from many of you who want to reach out to someone who shared Well, Inner Circle is like this podcast times a thousand because you also get to connect with everybody else going through similar things. So I really encourage you to check it out. Go to christinehasler.com slash inner circle or email jill at christinehasler.com with any questions that you have or to really talk about if Inner Circle is right for you. In addition to the coaching call every month, we focus on a quality that you want to embody. And I give you morning, evening, and daily practices, a customized meditation, behind-the-scene life hacks. There's a lot, but it doesn't feel overwhelming. It's really, really doable, and you can join at any time. And again, this is for anyone, male, female, whatever age, wherever you live in the world. It's a very eclectic, diverse group, and anyone finds a home there. All right, and now on to my coaching session with Joanne. Joanne, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. What I've got is kind of been an ongoing, uh, I guess, challenge, one of a better word, for several years now, probably mostly since I became a mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Um, I just, with my self-nurturing practices, I'm finding it extraordinarily like frustrating to find and maintain like a regular routine. And it's more to the point where I, I literally come upstairs to go to my yoga mat, to do my centering, and somehow I end up at my computer doing something else. Mm. And, I, and I'm like, how does that, I mean, I literally, it's so unconscious some days that it blows my mind. I'm just like, how, hang on a minute. I was coming up to meditate. I was coming up to do my yoga and now I'm sitting here at the computer doing something else that's really not that important. Right. <laughs> and it also translates to, I feel like, just sort of finding, not finding the motivation. I've got the motivation, but continuing to maintain a routine like going to the gym and working out. It's like there's something that comes in because I manage two businesses now. It's like something always comes in that's more important than the self-nurturing practice. And I just you know, I have such good awareness around it. It's like, I know how beneficial it is. And I've done it for many, like 12 years, but it's like, 
just in the past couple of years, I feel like it's really kind of got a stranglehold on me in terms of having an intention, but then somehow getting sideswiped and ending up doing something completely different. And mm-hmm. it's like, how is that? <laughs> I don't understand. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, why, why? <laughs> and so you said it shifted after you had your, you had a son? I had a little daughter, Grace. Little daughter, okay. Yeah. And you sh- it shifted after that? I I feel, yeah, I feel like it's been since she was born, which makes sense because obviously, you know, it's a hands-on job. But, you know, even when I was pregnant, it was a very consistent routine because it was like it was for my baby. Right. It's like I want to make sure I have a healthy pregnancy. But as soon as it seems like, you know, it's not for someone in particular, I kind of drop the ball, I feel like. But before you had her, you were consistent about your self-care, self-nurturing practices? Yeah, okay. definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have a sense of what this may be. Do you have a sense of what it is? Mm, I think I do, but I feel like it's kind of like bogged down and sort of a little bit of, yeah, no. (laughs) Uh, Well, what is the sense that you do have about it? It's like, if it's for me, it's not as important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But somehow, yeah, the value of the practice goes down if it's just for me. Mm -hmm. And if it's just for me, it's not important because? Mm, Because because I feel like there's like I should be doing something else like on on my husband's business or um I don't know it's like so let's let's talk for a second about mom guilt <laughs> yeah do you have any um I definitely feel like I've had some in the past mm-hmm. I feel like I have some good awareness around it but it can become all consuming for sure so talk to me about that Spending time, you know, with my baby should really take precedence over, you know, the majority of other things, knowing that, you know, I still need me time and I do get that. My husband's really supportive um, in ensuring that I do get me time and things like that. But even in that me time, I find myself, you know, distracted and like, Mm -hmm. okay, my intention was to do some spiritual work, but yet I find myself doing something else. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. it's important. It's like following up on insurance issues. It's not like it's, you know, meaning like meaningless stuff. I'm not just like scrolling through social media. It's it's always important, but it's like somehow I put that importance over over yourself. That, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it feels really unconscious. Right. <laughs> sometimes. Right. So there's something here, and I think it's a combination of a couple of things. And this is something I see with a lot of moms, is that no matter what, they never feel like they're doing enough for their child and their family. <laughs> like no matter what. It's it's like this thing happens when you have a child where you feel so much love. It's unlike anything you've ever felt before. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like because it's so much, you, it feels like how do I repay it? And again, this is not like a, a conscious thing, but because that love is just so overwhelming and so profound – there's this part that feels like we're never giving enough because we just mm-hmm. love so much and we just don't know what to do with all that love. Mm. So that's part one. And that's what leads a lot of moms to not do kind of the self-nurturing practices because they think there's so many other things they think they should be doing mm-hmm. to be a good mom, to be a good wife, to keep up with the family, all of those things. 
Yes. So the self-nurturing practices feel almost indulgent, even though consciously you know that you're a better mom if you take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. So that's part one. Part two is being a mom and all of the changes that brings, it's it's emotional. <laughs> it brings up a lot. And yeah. often it can trigger your own childhood stuff. And I'm wondering if there's a part of you that's just avoiding quiet and avoiding space because there's something that is there that kind of on an emotional level that you may be a little scared or not wanting to experience or look at. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely struck a nerve and... I feel like the busyness or the busyness of my mind is the ego's way of pulling me out of that understanding. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm not busy, then I'm, or if I'm not doing something, then I'm, yeah. Yeah. And my mom was very, uh, very much in the mental and very busy and keeps herself very busy and loves to basically give herself over to everything and everyone and only in the last sort of few years has she really started developing much better self-nurturing tendencies. But the when I was growing up, for sure, I mean, she was probably working two jobs and I was in, you know, daycare and my mom, my dad had left. And so, yeah, I think she had a pretty, I know she had a pretty rough time yeah. for several years with my, having my brother as well and, and then a divorce and single parent and not a lot of money and et cetera, et cetera. So, and yeah, that was your model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe, sweetheart, there's some grief around not feeling like you had your mother's attention mm. because you're seeing how much you love your daughter and you're seeing how much you want to spend time with her Yeah. and you're realizing you didn't really have that. Mm. Yeah, that really struck a, struck a chord. I just got chills and I'm feeling a little bit emotional. Mm -hmm. So yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. that feels very, very accurate. So just yeah. be with that. Mm. I'm here with you. Just let yourself feel that. You know, just let yourself feel that, you know, we know your mom did the best she could. This isn't about making her wrong, yeah. but it's about honoring that, you know, as you have had a daughter and really feel what it feels like to mother and how much you want to be with her, hmm. that you didn't really have that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. What did you really want from your mother that you didn't get? What comes forward is like, uh, like her undivided love and attention mm -hmm. and just that acceptance actually comes through yeah yeah acceptance what would acceptance have looked like that I'm here and I'm and that I love her and I just I think I wanted to be seen like yeah. that's I feel like I just wanted to be seen more I don't know if that makes sense but it's she was so consumed from from basically day one and then that only got more intense as she 
we brought on a step family and had issues with my brother and the stepsister and everything else. So I feel like it's there's very I feel like there's some grief coming from that infant self, mm-hmm. very much so. And then it, I feel like it's kind of continued for a long time. I feel like I became a middle child syndrome real quickly mm-hmm. and and then I really wasn't getting any attention from anyone, you know, because there was trouble on either end. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Joanne, do you see that you are mothering yourself the way you were mothered? Mm. Yeah. Uh, and it makes sense because the explosion of intensity of love that I have for my daughter is just – there's no words like I just see her and I just love her and I see her beautiful soul and I'm just so with her and so present to her and it's I I feel like there's a that's a challenging thing to do something that hasn't I haven't received myself exactly yeah right huh (laughs) but what's what's so wonderful is you're doing it you're giving your daughter the kind of love and presence and acceptance and attention that your mom wasn't available to give you. Yeah. Wow. And you need to give yourself that. Mm. It's time to mother yourself in the way that you weren't mothered. Mm-hmm. And so when you go upstairs to do your meditation or whatever, the reason I think that you run from it is because there's a lot of grief there. Mm. Yeah. And this all got activated when you had a baby because you experienced what motherhood really feels like. And there's a part of you that's like, how how come I wasn't loved this way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels very accurate. Um, it actually relates to a lot of my breastfeeding issues too, When I, I think, because my mom – had a lot of trouble and she got mastitis and she just quit. And I was only about four weeks old. Mm. But I had a lot of problems getting going and I did for pretty much the first 18 months. And we're still happily breastfeeding, thankfully. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was – I feel like that's a similar situation. Like, again, that wasn't something I received. So Yeah. But look at this. Like, can you just acknowledge yourself for like, – let's actually have you do it out loud. I'd love you just to put one hand on your heart and one hand on your lower belly. Okay. And just acknowledge yourself for the mother that you are and really list some specific things about the way you mother that you want to acknowledge. Yeah. I really acknowledge myself as a mother who, when she's present, she's really present. And I see her and I see her beautiful soul and I listen to her and I hold her and I hug her so much and I kiss her all over her beautiful face and she just experiences my love in ways that I just, there's no words. And I prepare beautiful, organic, healthy food for her. I have been through every painful suffering associated with breastfeeding and I've continued for her to keep her healthy and to keep her with the best start to life. And I, uh, I, I provide for her in, in ways that brings me joy and just let her know that she is so loved and I, and I feel like I do that. I, mm. 
And I what I want to acknowledge is that you broke so many patterns. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> yeah. But now that you know how to give it to her, it's time to give it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I can. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what's beautiful is that you also went to the University of Santa Monica, where I got mm -hmm. my master's degree and where you got your master's degree in spiritual psychology and know that about you. And so you mm -hmm. have a lot of tools yes. to use. And so what I would recommend, and people have heard me do this on the show with people, but I think it'd be really good for you to do it in your own space, but to go back and talk to that little baby Joanne mm -hmm. and, and yeah. be with her, maybe get some photos of when you were a baby and like really be with her in a mothering way. And, you know, in, in the time that it is your meditation, is it time that it is your due time? Like allow these emotions to come up. Don't just try to meditate and bypass it. Let yourself have some grief around this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because then you process the grief and release the grief and sadness, then you can forgive. You know, you can truly forgive your mother and you can forgive yourself and you can really show up as an even better mother than you already are and you're already amazing. And more importantly, not more importantly, but also a mother to yourself. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Does this give you some clarity? Absolutely, yeah. I have chills from head to toe. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> and do the action steps seem doable and like something that resonates with you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've I've had some really positive outcomes from speaking with my infant self in the past, especially around the breastfeeding stuff. Um, and I, I know how powerful that is. It's yeah, extremely, extremely powerful. So yeah, I feel very confident moving forward with that step. Beautiful. And just remember, you are so unconditionally loved and accepted. <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Such beautiful vulnerability and honesty from Joanne, and I'm thrilled we were able to uncover the block that was keeping her from her self-nurturing practices. Two things often come up as blocks when we attempt to take quiet time for ourselves away from distractions. One, the guilt and sort of the expectation or thought that we should be doing other things that are quote unquote more productive. And two, feelings that perhaps we really, really don't want to feel or deal with can surface when we take that more quiet meditative time. And perhaps you've heard people who've had children say something like, my children are totally my teachers. Maybe you've even said this or thought this yourself if you're a parent. This is accurate. Just like our parents are our teachers, our children are our teachers. It's very common when people have a child that stuff from their own childhood gets triggered. You know, this makes sense because all of a sudden we have this little bean in front of us who we love so much and a lot of memories that maybe have been suppressed for years and years or just forgotten start to come forward. I even saw this with myself. I don't have kids, but I spend a lot of time around my nephews and spending time with them has brought forward memories from my own childhood that I've forgotten. So if you're a parent and you found that all this kind of stuff came up when you had kids, 
know that that's natural and there may be something there for you to look at. It is so, so important for parents to acknowledge this and not turn their entire focus onto the child. Listen, I cannot begin to understand mom or dad guilt or the anguish a parent feels when your child is suffering. But if you only focus on the child and their needs and you forget your own, in the long run, that is not the healthiest thing for you or your child. So let's talk about some of the specific things that came up on this call. There was definitely a connection between Joanne stopping self-care and the birth of her daughter. And as we talked, it felt deeper to me than just feeling guilty to take time for herself because she knew how important it was. As we talked, it became clear that she was unconsciously avoiding quiet, reflective time because there was grief there that some part of her was scared to address. But just the fact that she was on this coaching session with me and the information came through so clearly means she's ready to feel and deal with some of the old grief from her own infancy and childhood. And she can really hold that mothering space for herself. Joanne shared that her mother was not as emotionally available and nurturing as she craved. And although she's broken this pattern in the way she mothers her own daughter, which is awesome, she's not healed or acknowledged that grief and hurt inside herself. So my encouragement to her was to go and mother herself like she mothers her daughter. Go back and talk to that baby, that infant, that little girl who really just yearned for her mother's love and attention. And I encourage you to do the same if you resonated with Joanne's call, which brings me to our takeaways for today. First of all, Self-nurturing, make you time a priority and not you time as in just sitting and watching TV, you time in terms of your journaling, your meditation, your yoga practice, taking a bath and just being quiet. Give yourself the space so that if there are feelings there to address, they can come forward because suppressing them through distraction will eventually wear out or catch up with you. Second, Give yourself the love that you crave from your parents or even that you got from your parents that perhaps you're not giving yourself. And if there are any issues there with your parents, write them a forgiveness letter. Let them off the hook. Time to stop blaming them. And go back and have a conversation with your younger self telling he or she anything that you yearn to hear from mom or dad that perhaps you didn't. I also mentioned in the call that Joanne studied spiritual psychology at USM where I got my master's degree. Joanne was actually one of my students there when I was on faculty. So it's been amazing to see her growth and her progress. When she was a student, she wasn't married, she didn't have a baby. And it's just been amazing to see dreams come true. It's one of the many perks of doing this job. It's hard to even call this a job. I get to see a lot of dreams come true. And if you're curious about the University of Santa Monica, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. They don't offer the two-year master's degree program anymore, but they do offer beautiful programs. So I encourage you to check it out. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.